In my window garden, I have a cherry tomato plant. It was doing so well. And then suddenly one day, the leaves started shriveling up and falling off. And at first I thought I was overwatering it. Turns out spider mites had arrived. And I don't really know that much about spider mites, but they eat the sap and they cause the leaves to fall off and die. I thought that they were going to kill the plant and thereby kill themselves. So they didn't. The plant lived. It turned into a sad and frankly pathetic remnant of what it once was, now supporting a small fraction of the spider mites that it could have had the spider mites been able to say, I could consume more, but I won't. I could have more kids, but I won't. But they can't. They can't stop themselves and they eat it and they basically, well, I thought they would kill the plant. It's a sad, pathetic remnant of what it once was. I can't help but wonder, can we humans do better? Because we seem to be eating, consuming without thinking of what's going to come next. Can we do better than the bugs? Can we say, I could consume more, but I won't. I could have more kids, but I won't. And so I want to talk a bit about growth because growth unchecked can't go forever. It seems that some people push back on this. Economists, for example. Historically, growth, as far as I can tell, when we, and by growth, I mean both economic growth, GDP, and population growth, so total number of people. And as far as I know that for the past, for a lot of recorded history, growth has solved a lot of problems. When there wasn't enough food, you'd grow the economy. When there wasn't enough, I don't know, lots of stuff. Every time there's a problem, you'd grow. So people often say rising tide lifts all boats. The growth has solved lots of things, but there's always been this little side effect that for all of history was not really that big of a deal because it produced waste and it used stuff up. But if we made so much waste in some place, we could move away from it. And if we used stuff up, then we could go to some other place where there's more of it. And so the little thing that was a small side effect has eventually become the big effect. Growth is exacerbating economic growth and population growth are both exacerbating the environmental problems that threaten our way of life. Possibly, I don't know, I don't think it would be caused extinction of humans, certainly causing extinction of a lot of other animals. So it's solved everything so far, but it had the side effect that is now the main effect. It's driven by things like being fruitful and multiply, or the, the commandment, not the commandment, but the, the statement to be fruitful and multiply. I think I did an episode earlier on Hopefully we can retranslate that from meaning fruitful, meaning have lots of kids and multiply, meaning have lots of kids, but being fruitful, living a sweet life, being a sweet life and multiply, multiply happiness. But somehow this gets out there. A friend was over here. I know him from Columbia Business School and the guy was at, at Goldman Sachs for a long time. The guy knows what he's talking about. And he's got a lot of kids, four or five kids. I was telling him how in terms of the effect on the environment, having a child in the first world is one of the most biggest effects you can have on the environment. And he, it just had never occurred to him. The flip side to growth would be enjoying what you have. I think that if, if we were to lower the, the birth rate, that would lower the population. And everyone jumps into this knee-jerk response into pointing out how first world countries have lower population rates. Look, the population is still rising. And all the projections I've seen, it's rising through 2100. The rate of increase is decreasing, which is the second derivative, which is not decreasing population. It seems to me the most important thing is to lower our population. Well, I, guess I have to say lower our birth rate because if I say lower the population, people have this knee-jerk response of saying uh, something about eugenics and something about Nazis or something like that, which is, you know, we're going to die anyway. Sorry if, the, if I'm breaking something you didn't already know, but we're all going to die 
And so you don't have to kill anyone. If we lower the birth rate, oh, and also I know China had a one-child one policy and there were all problems with it, but we're back, our backs are to the wall. And growth is causing problems. And people have to get this. I don't understand how they don't get this. The Growth Busters podcast, which I've been on, and uh, Dave Gardner has been on my podcast, the, the host of that show. A lot of people believe you need economic growth for, I don't know what they think it's for. I guess a stable society. Okay, we've had economic growth for a long time. It's not particularly stable. There's lots of wars. There's lots of um, recessions and depressions. They don't seem to be going away. But most importantly, we do not need economic growth, GDP growth, to distribute goods for people to live by. You can look up steady state econ economics and you'll find that people have studied this is not necessary, but you don't need to study it. First of all, cultures have lived for long periods of time without economic growth. Look up what comes to mind for me and things I've recent, read recently is the author talked about Hawaii in the once in future world, that when they were trading with the Polynesians, they were degrading the islands. But then when trade fell off of the Polynesians and it was just them there, they were not living with growth. They were living with a population that was stable and the ecosystem there flourished. It improved when they couldn't just feel like they could just go to, I, I don't know exactly why, but I would guess that because if they felt like they could just get whatever they wanted from some other place, they didn't have to keep maintaining where they were. So when they couldn't do that, they did maintain where they were. Another resource, the book I read a while ago called Affluence Without Abundance about the San Bushmen or the people in Southern Africa who live not through a market-based society. And it seems as though people have been living there in ways that were not growth for something like 200,000 years. 200,000 years. Anyone who believes that you need growth, your theory does not fit that history. In physics, we learn that if, if a theory doesn't fit experiment, you have to change the theory. Somehow in economics, they don't do that. But I still do. And so I think that if people, if, if civilizations, I don't know what the right word is, civilizations, people can live in some place for 200,000 years without growth, that tells me they can live without, that we can all live without growth. Economists who believe that you need growth to distribute resources, as far as I can tell, they do not know what they're talking about or they have ulterior motives. I recommend reading the Do the Math blog. Tom Murphy was on this podcast for a couple episodes, hopefully coming on for a third soon. I wanted to say a few words about growth, but the top line is that you don't need growth. Humans have lived in societies that were stable for long, long periods of time, significantly longer. I mean, like a thousand times longer than the United States has been around without economic growth. It seems, according to the book, that they were happy and we're not so happy and we're not so stable. But I wanted to get back to the very top thing is that we don't need growth. Growth has been, it's solved a lot of problems for certainly a few hundred years, maybe a few thousand years. It's been creating problems on the side that we've been able to move away from, but we've now populated the whole earth. There's not a whole lot of places we can move away from. We could also move toward things when we needed more stuff, but there's not any places that we can go toward. People look at Mars and stuff. Let's imagine you could reach Mars. That wouldn't get the population off earth. We would just, if we did the same there that we did here, we'd simply mess up another planet. So the best strategy is to live sustainably and to, you know, for me, growth is a value. To grow is a value that Western culture, that actually, as far as I can know, most places on earth now value. And if you want to change a system, a major leverage point of a system is to change the values. And I would like to change growth. What's the complement to growth? What would be not quite the opposite, but 
what's the value that we could have instead of growth? Enjoying what you have. Imagine we all enjoyed what we have because when you enjoy what you have, you tend to look at growth as craving. You want more, 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 more. How many people do you know who are always wanting more that are really, really happy? Enjoying what you have doesn't mean complacent, but it's a respite from all that growth. All right, so I just wanted to say a few words about growth. Hopefully this is a, I think this is a shorter episode than usual. Talk to you again soon.